You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome or welcome back to Black Hair in the Big Leagues presents The Salisha Show. My heart is big. It is it is big, big, big this morning because it's not just someone who I saw on stage. It is somebody who I have loved for almost a decade. The show that I got my equity card in like my intro to like professional theater she was there she was there welcoming me into the industry okay here's a little bit about her um she's an actor a singer an artist a mother a director a writer and a producer who has performed at just about every major regional house in the united states including but not limited to art cal shakes Joe's Pub, uh, Hill Barn, Berkeley Rep, Theater Works, just to name a few. Looking at her resume, which I know she doesn't have, <laughs> that doesn't have everything on it, it's as if once she works at a company, she quickly becomes beloved by the company and will work there again and again and again because they love her. Uh, and also, let's see here, um, I, I had the pleasure of seeing and feeling her warmth on stage and off the stage when we did Once on this Island together, um, where she played a heartbreaking and devoted Mama Yearly. And now she is making her Broadway debut in the revival of 1776. Please help me welcome the one, the only, Don L. Alicia, oh my God, oh my God. I am so happy to be here with you and so pumped that this is your platform because you need several. We need to hear more of you. My God, it's so good to be here. Hi. I love you so much. I love you. My God. It was the way I was sitting in the audience, flipping through the playbill. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I screamed. Yes. So I'm, do you, I just need you to know that like, my heart jumped out of my chest as if I were on the stage. I was so happy for you. Oh my God. 
And when you sent that note backstage, I was like, I'm running out. Yo, I got to go. I got to go downstairs and find some. I'm so glad you let me know you were there. Yeah, and wait, what's our friend's name? Who was also, uh, who's with you that night? Oh, Brian. Brian Kumar. Brian. No, uh, no, no. Um, from, from what's on this island. Oh my God. Wait, that night we also had some, another. Yes. No, we did not. Yes. She was sitting with you in the balcony. Our friend, literally drawing the biggest blank. I'm told Tracy Camp was there. No, Muller, Muller. Oh, Adrian was home. Yes. Yes. That's right, Adrian. Oh my God. Like Adrian it just was there that night. I forgot. Yes, sis was in town. That My, was so was special. Reunion. Yeah, that was crazy and perfect because we also got to meet your hubby. Hello. <laughs> oh, and perfect. In person. Mr. Vice. Mr. Vice. Literally, he's so silly. He like he he loves meeting my friends and he's just so like, oh yeah. He, he, Say you by name as if you guys have been friends for 10 years. Well, what was hilarious and so really, really just adorable is I saw him before I saw you. <laughs> and so I said, I saw his face because of the videos, right? That you've shared and your lovely wedding photos and whatnot. And I said, hey, Mr. Weiss, where's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Dawn. Yes. Okay, so wait, we need to catch up about you so let's um i we've got a lot of catching up to do since i last saw you not from when i saw your show but from 2014 when i got to meet you up until your broadway debut what's been going on what's been going on my god um so salisha you knew i was teaching then i was teaching full-time and working in theater at night so my long days, right? Seriously. Theater Works was a full-time job. Theater Works was a full-time job, and I was working a full-time job with an after-school theater program. Oh my gosh. So there was that. And I did that for many, 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 oh, many what? years. <laughs> many years while raising my son, you know, being a wifey and all of that stuff. Yeah. And um Years and years ago, I'll never forget Celicia, um, and I'm just, I need to say this, Mary Bond Davis, who I uh, understudied for my first equity contract. She said to me, um, after hanging out with me and my boy when he was five and whatnot, she said, don't let him stop your dream. He can be a part of it, right? And Mm. you're never too old to do this. So this is why I came to New York after Jeremy finished or was in school, in college. That's another reason. I needed to. The dream wasn't done. So 2014 what, happened. He's already in college? Oh, Salisha. So Jeremy is a grown. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a sommelier chef, has his own spice line. He's ridiculous. <clears throat> Salisha, I married him. I officiated the wedding. Oh my! Talk about, and I'm just gonna tell you, you talk about the worst acting job. Now I've I've had some scares. Oh my god! Just recently went on Broadway, but anyway. Uh oh. <laughs> but I've had some scares. It was the scariest moment. I was doing this, holding, trying to hold what I wrote for him to give your son away. I was like, Lord, oh, okay, we're gonna, we gonna do this. There's a lot of layers there. 
total laters. And he said, mom, I want you to be the one who gives me away. And I was like, gives you away? Jeremy, you gonna do that to me? But love that, love, love, like crazy love. So um, all that to say. You kept, you were able to keep. I was able to keep going. And since 2014, I started working on a piece with Dave Malloy and Rachel Chavkin at Berkeley Rep, which further pushed me to say, I'm, I gotta go. <sighs> Moby Dick. And that brought me here. We workshopped it at the public. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, for five, for almost five years. We workshopped it around New York, then put it up at ART and have done, oh my God. And we did a concert, Salisha, you would have loved this at the museum here, um, the Natural History Museum. Oh, cool. Beneath the whale, we sang the songs about the whale beneath the whale. Like the most ridiculous things have happened since I've, I've been here. Okay. Beautiful. So like, that's, because <laughs> you're like Bay Area girl. Bay so Area, yay area. Come on. For real. So For how real. is it? Like, how do you like New York? Um, I'm kind of really in love with this. I not kind of, but I've always like been back and forth. At one point in another life, I worked in the music industry, so I was back and forth for that. Yeah. And now, and and I and at another point, I was modeling, so I was back and forth for that. Come on, let's go. But it's always the art, you know. But this has been a place that I've always wanted to return to, and you know, blessings on blessings. A friend of mine who does really really well in life gave me his place because he had a place in new york and in la and he's done really well for himself <laughs> gave me his place for four months when i first wanted to come i was like universe i need a place to stay he's like i'm not there nobody's in the, the apartment it's in washington heights you can stay <gasps> what so like step after step after step I'm uh like, can we give that? praises to god in jesus oh, what right I was like, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And he, yay area, he's all yay area. Um, and there's been a lot of Bay Area connections still that I have ties with who will call and say, Dawn is there. Let me hook you up. Brothers Paranormal, another piece that I did off Broadway at Pan Asian, the oldest Asian theater, right? I believe in America. Oh my gosh. Directed by Jeff Liu, and he's, he's a dear friend of mine. Um, about black um, and Thai relations to mental, just just all these different secrets within our communities, dope dopeness there, uh, Moby Dick again and again and again, and other shows in between, like new recordings for new shows coming up. Just it's been insane, Salisha. I'm telling you, blessing upon blessing, and then the regional stuff that's been happening. So like to me, because I, I feel like. Oh my goodness. You know, I just got married and he's going to want a gaggle of kids at some point, <laughs> which we'll have to deal with that, you know, when it's time. But what I am hearing though, is you can keep pursuing your love in life. You can. And like doing it, you're you doing it you really can and you don't have to you don't have to be diminished Tell as a more you don't have to be diminished in any of your the roles that you choose you know as the woman as the mother as the wife as the artist 
if the mix, if, if you have the support around you, you really don't. You can be lifted and still be in touch with, with what it is that your soul needs, your desires are. And, and I, I'm really, um, I think I'm also um, a soldier because I, I, I've taken a lot of hits but you get up and keep going. And being in America, you know, I'm sorry, being a black woman in America, we know yeah. what it is to, have, to take hits. So that part I've had practice, you know, and yeah. duck, dive, jab. So fighting for me, Celicia, is so significant right now. It's wow. fighting for, for me. I've done it for so long for everybody else, you know. Right? Yes. So timing is, and, and abundance, I'm not saying no to. I'm not saying no to it. Wow. I'm like, come on, come on, Cletus. Come on. I'm, I'm exceedingly happy for you. Thank you, thank and, you. And now you're on Broadway. <laughs> How did this show come into your life? When did it come so, into your life? What's really in, so while I was doing Moby Dick at ART, I auditioned for it. 1776? 1776. Oh. And then 2020 happened. Boo. Boo. And the producers <laughs> for that, I had, yeah, boo. I mean, like a, a big understatement, but we all know what that right? is. Right? We don't even have to. We don't even. We know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> all the rugs, all the rugs, everybody slipped. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> 2020 comes on stage. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I auditioned for it then, and they were building the cast. Um, it had different producers with it, and I got great feedback, and it was like, okay, maybe we're going to move forward with this. And then 2020 happened, um, and you know the rest of that. 2021 came, and I heard back and said, you know, will you come back and audition for us? And I was like, okay. And they, uh, it was a different team too. Okay. They, they built a new team. Okay. How do you feel um, about that? Let's just pause for a second. Um, actually, I was excited to see so much um, diversity. I really was. I was really pumped to see the amount of uh, work that was being put into it, the efforts that they were taking to make sure different groups, literally groups that are are not seen yeah. to, to be working with a Native American actor. Yeah. What? Wow. That's... Um, say, yeah. Right? Great. It, it's like... I've worked, I've now worked with a, a male uh, Native American actor who's a friend of mine, Matt Kaiser, for, I've met, worked with Matt for years, but now this young woman, Brooke Simpson, just amazing. And the team worked to make sure to build this community. And it's just, it's really been um, enlightening and fruitful for what my journey needs to be in this, in this career. Yeah. And so I'm picking every fruit I can. Yeah. You know, and dropping the ones that I don't need. Right. And also like some, I like as an actor, speaking as an actor, it's like sometimes it can be 
uh, like it, you can feel all sorts of different ways having to like re-audition for something that you were already in. I'm like, oh gosh, it's like, uh, do I need to change anything? Like, why are y'all making me do this? Like, obviously we know it ends up good in this scenario, but like, uh. oh. so after a whole pandemic, like. Thank you, can you say that? So that's the, I was just gonna say, um, because <laughs> I have a different relationship to the amount of time and space and availability for these auditions on, on, on Zoom, you know, on Zoom and in front of the cameras. Since the pandemic, it's like the practice, we didn't fall out of practice. There's just this reckoning, I feel like, that has happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely like, it's, it's different. I, <laughs> let's see, how do I put this? I do think it's more efficient, but it is like, I can't capture, it's hard for me to capture who I really am when I'm trying to get the perfect take. Well said, perfectly said, perfectly said. Whereas you can walk into a room and be and be and also feel feel the other beings in the room you can feel the energy in the room oh my God. you can feed off of the energy behind the table human yes human experiences helps. you might yeah give something different that's in exactly your audition right. based on the energy that you're getting right, right. if you mess up you handle it differently because there's it's, a human being at the piano it's so true behind the table whereas if you mess up in uh, tape you're like i guess i don't use that tape or do i but uh, does it look like i'm not taking it seriously if i oh send God. them bloopers all of it and and three or four hours later when you ain't got no voice left because you know what i'm saying the song 25 times i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yes that that there so that that part of it I'm, yeah i love i love this i'm blessed i'm i'm i love when the calls come and yet i'm reckoning with ooh, do i have the five hours okay for that one <sighs> don't even get me started on needing a reader i know oh. when i need a reader i'm like listen andrew's at my fingertips but sometimes i need somebody to read for the role of gangster and i'm like i know i'm not gonna get this one right <laughs> he's doing the best he can i know oh, my God. oh and come on now i saw your commercial get it work it work it i saw your face i was playing a game well you did i saw a commercial and you were doing uh, it was the sweetest thing and you were walking up towards i can't Oh, I wish I could think of what the commercial was now. But it's it's online. Oh my gosh! Yes. We're gonna cut for a short ad break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. 
all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Can I just ask? Because you cut your hair, and yeah. it has grown back like like this. I just noticed it growing back like a month ago, maybe like a few weeks ago. I was like, oh wait. Oh, she's back and healthier. <laughs> yeah, I went out to California at Capella Salon. Uh, where was it? Studio City, maybe? Uh, Shy Emil. He cut it and it was crazy. Like when he cut it, Don, it felt like I had more hair when I left. He was like, I can cut a lot or I can cut a little. Either way, you're going to look bomb. What do you want? Wow. I was like, here's my money. <laughs> he was right, too. But you, your hair always looks bomb. You take care of it. You it doesn't always look bomb. Like I have learned a lot about it during the pandemic and with this podcast, like asking people what they do, how they care for it. But still, like we know having natural hair is it's different not, every day. It's so true. Salisha, you are one of the reasons why my hair, I decided to go natural. <gasps> oh, wait, you have to tell me more. When we were doing Once on this Island, you remember, I, I was still like in between perm and putting braids in and I believe they wigged me. They did, they wigged me for that. So I didn't have to show my hair, but watching your regiment when you would come in and you were like, this is a wash day and your hair was just like naturally drying, beautifully drying. And you would, you told me what you were doing. And I was like, oh my God, your hair looks so good. And I tried it and my hair was like, I love this. Wait, and then I just what? kept practicing stuff. Yeah, I mean it, your, your regiment started me on this journey 10 years ago. Wait, that gives me goosebumps because like I was still not convinced that I was beautiful with my curls back then. Oh my God, Salisha, you, then you didn't believe it because we told you all the time. Like, remember I begged to be wigged because I was like, I, know. I don't I know. want my hair out. It's not gonna look good. Um, that part, I, I honestly, cause that was so much work on you but your hair was spot on your hair oh, was spot on just Dawn. beautiful thank beautiful. you and I, my curls are are nurtured and lovely but it started with you oh, watching you come my in gosh. taking the weekend to do your hair to mask it i started masking with you That's oh yep 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 thank you for telling me that amen and amen Okay, wait, what did you do during the pandemic when you didn't have- Oh my God, um, everything. I wrote a feature film, a musical. I planted and grew mushrooms, all kinds. And when I say all kinds- Mushroom? Oh. <laughs> all kinds. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I rode my bike every day around Prospect Park and I don't care even in the rain because it gave me sanity. Um, I liked I was, doing things in the rain, especially because there weren't a lot of people in the parks in the rain. That's exactly right. There was nobody. And then um, something happened later in 2020 and a lot of people started showing up in Prospect Park. They were like, screw this, we're getting out. And every, everybody started showing up. I was like, all right, all right, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. I'm here for it. So Lisha, <laughs> I did everything. And I mean it. I painted. I played, learned, was 
learning to play guitar. I did gigs online. Um, I know the I know the necessity of my mind being active for me to thrive. Yeah, if I sit too long, forget about it. I can easily slump. Woo, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, yeah. So I just was active. That is so important for mental health. It completely was, and so the exercise daily. That. At the beginning of the pandemic, I lost a lot of weight because I was like, I have a lot of anxiety and I realized being in New York, we're constantly moving and then yep. going to work and then moving more at work. Exactly. And going from that to the couch. Ooh, nope, not an option. Not an option. It See, was I'm an option for the first few days and then I was like, ah! <laughs> I've lost my mind. What's happening? I can't breathe. And it exactly. wasn't COVID. The same, same. Oh my God, and I, I was in such good shape. I did a documentary, I did so much. They came in with masks on. Wow. What'd you do with your hair? I- It's like you weren't, like you could do whatever you wanted. I took care of it so beautifully. I, um, I literally, I loved on my head. Cause I could do it whenever I wanted to. And so I tried different masks. Mm. hair was in its best state. See that. At first, I wasn't doing anything different. And then I saw, did you watch Madam C.J. Walker on like Netflix? I, I did. I did. Alphonse was in that. Uh, a friend of mine was in it. And I was like, Work. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a badass. <laughs> I mean, I was in love with Octavia and she had a line in there or there was a line in the show that said something about when you have the luxury of time. Ooh, Something on. like that. That's just what stuck in my head. And I was like, luxury of time. I'm like, have you sitting up in this pandemic with nothing to do? <laughs> this is a good time to take care of your hair. Like you don't have the excuse of I don't have time. That's yes, right. You do. That's right. Oh my God. Come on. That is so, I like that. It is so true. The luxury of time allows for a lot to happen. People who have the luxury of time. Have a different experience on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. True. So true. I mean, but the 20, but that taking also Celicia, and it's really to hear you talk about that, to take advantage of it and not be sucked up by it is something that is, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it has to be on purpose. It's not just it, on accident. To... It's tr it's true. It's true that the work that needs to go into it. I, I love that. I love that. And I think a lot of friends did the same, like with their art and the exercise. They did something. Yeah. They had to. Our mental health. Yeah. Forget and it about. doesn't mean that we didn't squander plenty of time. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you have to squander some time to realize, hold up. <laughs> It's so true. Oh my God. The, the, number, the number of times that I walked around the corner to the wine shop and, and squandered some dollars. I was getting margaritas delivered. Okay. <laughs> because apparently that was legal. During it wasn't. That's right. That's right. Oh my God, Alicia, we're going to be the generation to be able to say that. You can tell your kids. Oh no, there was a time. <laughs> there was a time when delivery margaritas on ice were <laughs> illegal so that these restaurants could oh, stay my open. God. Oh my God. 
what? We made it through a lot, Don. A lot. We really did. The and the world that what what I'm I was like, yes, the world's going through this together. We're gonna be all right coming out. And then we come out and it's like, let's return to normal. Make that money. Make that money. That part. I was like, oh, wait, wait, hold up. I thought we okay. And it felt like overnight, it was like it went from pause to play overnight. And even though it was play, it was still like my industry, like our industry was still coming back. It was still like, wait, where, where's my footing in all of Thank this? Because suddenly people are just on the train. Right. right. Out and about. It feels like it's real life, but I'm like, am I being left behind? I'm not working yet. <laughs> and holding on, Ho holding on for, because the pandemic, it, it took a toll on our trust. That. Right? Yeah. Can I hold up? Oh, what am I diving? Oh, wait. Listen, like for real, people are like, oh, are you going to be in this show? Are you going to be in this show? And I'm like, I hope so. Oh my gosh. I signed the contract in 2020. And we were in rehearsals. So you're not going to catch me bragging. Salisha, you, that you, is. You're not going to catch me being overly excited until we are in the theater, until there is an audience. Oh my God, that scene. Trust. Same. Let's talk about trust. I'm like, oh I've never been in that situation where it's like so excited about all the possibilities and they're just ripped. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. How many, how many gigs? And there were, there were three, three ripped in, in 2020, one by one. Oh God, you had three ripped, Don. But you know, and like, so that trickle effect because you hold out, they were holding out. Yeah, yes. It would have been my, one of my first um, Wilson, August Wilson's too. Oh, oh, uh, oh yep. that, that one hurts a little bit. That, yep. Yep, one of them was that, and I was like, oh. I oh. feel like if you were not in this pandemic, it is hard, it's gonna be hard to explain to people <laughs> who are learning about the pandemic. You know how like a lot, some of my friends were born after 9-11? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> You how old? Wait, you don't, wait, what? <laughs> so it's gonna, be, it's gonna be like that with the pandemic, like, Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> so true. Oh. oh my God, I have met those young people. And I was like, what? oh, wait a minute, that's right. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, so there was a um, incident, <laughs> you know, rather large. Rather large. But the thing is, if we lived through it, and that's a big if, because a lot of people lost their lives. It's but, true. But if you live through it, from what I've heard, and I'd love to hear your take, there was something beautiful waiting on the other side. Come on, come on. To I was here. I was actually here for um, Rent, the tour, three days before nine eleven, oh, and God. I was asked to be in LA the next day after the after nine eleven. So on the twelfth. Oh. And nine eleven happened. What'd you and do? Did you get on the plane? There were no no no, and actually on 9-11, I went, I'm not going anywhere. On 9-11, I, I was back home in Cali and I went, I'm not going anywhere. And then the, the industry shut down again. 
all the planes. Remember, planes stop flying yeah. for a period, long period of time. Yeah, who wanted to fly anyway? Who would? I was like, mm. <laughs> I like I'll drive. I'll see you in five days. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then that tour um, didn't happen. Oh. Ever. That, it didn't come back? The, um, because nobody, nobody was able to fly there. Oh. So it didn't, it just didn't happen. So I was like, okay, um, what happens now? And then I, I had friends who flew back here and started working on the ground to help like other teachers left yeah. their job to fly back here. And I saw, um, and you know what it's like in California. It's very different here in New York. I, the diversity here embraces you in a very different way than it does in California. Speak on it. <laughs> and and so there was this, um, I felt like for, for once, the instead of this ceiling that racism is just below in so many incidents in, in California, that people were just seeing one another's humanity mm. in California for, for that time. Yeah. And they weren't looking at me wow. and holding grown, grown arse black woman and I don't want you, I don't need you, I don't need your stuff. And instead of a white woman grabbing her purse yeah. when I walked by, but she what, would look me in the eye and say, how are you doing? You know, it was a- Right. Ooh. It's so wild that that is like a reality. Sometimes. That that is a reality. Yes. At, at this day and age, I can't even. It's like I, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Amen <laughs> to that. Amen. Um, and to have concern from people who traditionally um, have not even seen you, there was a different experience. You know, for for a minute for a minute. Yeah. So seeing that, I think I needed to see it because I had lost uh, belief in, in some of us. Yeah. You know. Wait, so how are you? Okay, let me see exactly how I can ask this. You are incredibly resilient. Uh-huh. And I, you even in the last few minutes, you've talked about getting ready for exciting projects that you're looking forward to yeah. and not all and not not getting to do all of them yeah. but then you continue to work you continue to persist you continue to glow oh my god like life looks like it has treated you well i'm looking at you and it feel it what you you don't look like what you've been through oh salicia say that Mary okay god. And I guess like, because we live on planet earth, it is almost like a contract that we're signing that you gonna be knocked down at some point. Right. So the question is, how do you keep going when you have every reason to lose hope? Ooh, come on, come on ancestors. Um, <laughs> you better, you better walk and work through, through my young sister. <laughs> um, I, completely um rely on what i see what what is given to me 
Um, and growing up Salisha, I have seen and, and have not run away from those things that I've, I'm afraid of. It's a practice that I really had to step into as I've gotten older, because I did used to go, oh no, I'm not dealing with that. Nope, nope, nope. Um, I grew up with mental illness in my family, witnessing that. Mm -hmm. and the acceptance of that, not running away from it, watching an older sibling like struggle. Um, I've had a near-death experience. Um, I've seen some, whew, I've witnessed a, a mentor pass on her, on her deathbed and Celicia, I went to rehearsal. <gasps> this is the thing about being a slave to this art too, anyway. But oh. I've seen a lot and know that regardless of what happens around me, that if I don't keep going, then my legacy ends where I stop. Oh. In, in, and I mean, Whoa. you can stop and still be living. You can give in and give up. Wow but I want to be resilient because I want to meet and be a light for my grandchildren, for my great grandchildren. I want to be able to still produce something. I love I, my, my, my baby. Oh my gosh, Celicia. You know, I, I, I've always been a person who's wanted to have children. My parents had seven. So, Watching, Whoa. yeah, and I'm the middle of them. Salisha, that was the greatest experience of, in learning resilience and watching six other people around you just be so the greatest education for me. And yeah. I, got, I got my undergrad in psychology. Okay. My master's in theater production because of watching all of that and how, how social norms teach us so much about who we are, but what we practice within the norms that may not be ours, our norm, specific norm, is really what's going to um, can break you. If it's not your, if it's not supposed to be yours, but yet it's been a part of the social norm that's handed down to you, you've got to reckon with that. That's not for me. That's not mine. I love y'all, but that's not mine. Yeah, and for wow. a, lifetime, a lifetime, I've witnessed and watched those things. So it starts starts with family, witnessing and watching. And I did that a lot because I was a really quiet child. I would. You just, were quiet. You were the quiet child. Shalisha, I don't believe you at all. I did not talk until I was two years old. And I was an introvert. I'm not kidding. Like a fly on the wall. Me and my cousin, my big cousin, we would sit at all big, big, huge family gatherings just watching all the dynamics. I was looking through your website and I didn't even think about what that actually meant when you're like, I've been talking since I was two. In my mind, I was like, oh, she's been talking since she was two. Like since she came out the womb, you're meaning the opposite. You mean yes. you didn't start talking until you were two. Until I was two. My parents took me to the doctor and the doctor said, she's fine. She'll talk when she has something to say to you. Oh, <laughs> and boy, did you have something to say. I really have. Yeah. And my father was a preacher. Mom still devout. 
So there was a lot to say because I was like challenging them with questions. Wow. About... And you're like such a storyteller. Sorry, keep going. Yes. No, that that part, because I read those stories in the Bible, too. And that brought up a lot of questions mm. about what we were doing in our own home. So uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so... <laughs> the Bible will do that to you. <laughs> we'll be right back right after the break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible. And I grew up in the church, but during the pandemic, I read that thing cover to cover. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. How come we never talk about this right here? Right? <laughs> Listen, I... <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh, Talisha. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I think um, you just said something that I, I really don't give enough credit to, but the church also makes you resilient if you're really attentive. Hmm. If you're really attentive in it, because it can be the greatest place of nourishment to help lift and build you. Um, and I've learned some of my greatest lessons about, ooh, yeah. what is God and what isn't? Yeah. I. Oh gosh, this is another whole. I can That's talk a whole this, another conversation. I can talk on this for hours. Same, Alicia. And listen, just to be clear for those who are listening, I am a Jesus freak. <laughs> I love me some God. Okay. Amen. He, Amen. She, <laughs> very much, very deeply a part of my life. Right. Right. And I. I it's really interesting how our generation sees church like the actual like the building right the building different than our than our than the generation before us it's it's so true there's a lot to unpack there it's a lot going on it's a yeah. lot going on um and <laughs> god god bless god bless my my mom and dad for woo working the way they did to raise us in a, a spirit God-filled home. Yeah. But I've never felt like, I've never felt like, I said, if God made me, my curiosity is not a sin. So I'm gonna keep asking questions. I mean, there's nothing wrong in asking questions. No, not at all. But to have to grow into that. Yeah. Because the Bible says something, you know, if, if your answer is always, because the Bible says so. I was like, mm, let me do, let me do some research. <laughs> let me, let me do some right. research on this. And it's not black and white. Like I feel like no. when it comes to God, and you know, people might call it very different things. I always feel like we're putting up these divide, these divides, Ooh. and we're all. It's very possible we're talking about the same thing and calling it very different things, but it's not black and white, and it's not so simple. It's actually, it. it Say that. Say that. God, like, God is the, like, he's the OG 
creator. Like we're artists, Don. We got that from God. Like God's like, oh, I'm bored. What are we gonna do today? We're making heaven and earth. Oh, we need some light up in here. Oh, we need this. Okay, how are we gonna do this? Like yeah, I love the OG. Like come on, oh, the original set designer. <laughs> that is the original set designer. Really though. Yeah, no, that's real. That's and so real. We are made in his likeness. His, uh, and I, yeah. I don't know. There's so much that we don't know, but I do. But I, what I do feel is we are more supported than we could ever imagine. I so, so am down with that. And, and therefore I look at you, for instance, and Celicia, I really do. I just love you. I love you too. And yet, I see this, I see the soul of what my, our, our human experience can be with one another. You know what I mean? And that comes, that comes from something bigger than um, me wanting to sit in um, ignorance, me wanting to sit in anger, me wanting to sit in racism, anything, right? Any of those. Yeah. But we also live in a in a world that is is real. There's a there's another realness that um, does not take into account our humanity. The the chases after something, capitalism, power, whatever that dynamic oh, might be, you know? So many things. So that are all it's all if you ask me, it's all made up. Everything is freaking made up. Social oh media God. is made up. Everything that we care about, we, we care about because the news tells us to care about it. Somebody made it up. People are making cool oh. companies out of something that they just thought of and they just made it up and they bring it into the world. And if other people buy into it, it's now a thing. Oh my God, come on, Octavia Butler. What? <laughs> Speak about the sci-fi that we live in. It's true. Everything is made up. And also that also means these things that we divide ourselves. Oh, you're Republican. Oh, you're Democrat. Oh, you're right. I'm wrong. I, I'm right. You're wrong. And oh, this is right. That's wrong. Like it, it just, it's all at the core of it. Yeah. What, what does it look like when we're not in these skin and bones? Oh, come on. Come on. What? Are we, are we, are we concerned about who you voted for? Nobody <laughs> care about that. How much money you have? No, no, what no. borough you lived in? Nope, like, these nope, things still no. These things matter on this planet, but do they really matter? Like, oh my God. And you matter, right? I look at you and I, I look and go, soul, you matter. You matter. Your heart, the love you put out. That's right. The light. Thank you. Salisha, um, I went to, oh my God. Have, have you made the trip to Africa yet? No, I wouldn't go so bad. I wanted to go on the honeymoon. I finally, oh my God. We went to Costa Rica, it's fine. Oh my God. But I wanted and to go I to Africa. Go, I want to go to Costa Rica too, by the way. Yeah. But going. I, <laughs> the monkeys were on our porch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> were you out there spraying them? Yeah, I was like, uh, somebody gonna help me or, uh, anyway, go, 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 go. Talk about Africa. 
Um, when you talk about the soul there in, in Senegal, I actually like did my, my mom's DNA. And so I wanted to visit some of the places she was from. So I went to Morocco and Senegal. She's, she's got a lot of West African in her. Cool. And two, I went to two of the four that I wanted to spot to stop in. There's something called Terenga in West Africa in spe specifically in Senegal. <laughs> Salisha. I wasn't ready. I was like, I was like, I'm from, I was born in Berkeley. I'm peace and love, you know, I'm still so Western. Oh God. I was so, um, struck, heavily struck by how Western I am when I arrived there, that all the food that this country, you know, in film and television and books and history, historical books, has how it has gotten in me. And I thought I was woke. Whoa, tell me some more. Um, walking through um, one village and I we walked from village to village. I, I was on the ground. I got in collectives, I got in taxis, water taxis with people, goats, you know, oh. just, I did it. I didn't stay in luxurious hotels. We stayed in compliments, we stayed we, we did it the way that I felt was humane. We walked with backpacks. Wow. We got in collectives and that scared me. And like I said, I run towards things that scare me. Whoa. Men walking from village to village with huge machetes and rifles. <sighs> See how that made you feel? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> who helped me walk across water so that I wouldn't ruin my shoes. Whoa. Who whacked the weeds away so that I had a path. Oh. Who said, don't go this way, go this way. Who, who young men who would say, you, oh my gosh, Salisha, we um, would have a pair, two pair of shoes on the backpack, one, tennis shoes and one like water shoes don't it, it it is impolite to walk through a village where one has no shoes and you've got a pair on your feet and, and a pair, a pair hanging off of your backpack oh so we put the the shoes away just like the love and then me holding on to a bag oh. like i'm still in like i'm still in oakland or i'm in in some bad area in new york me holding onto my purse like it's my life. And a young, young, beautiful. And I won't say he didn't live with his family. He lived with a bunch of other young boys. And they had gathered their own home on the beach. They fished together and took care of one another. He said, You don't have to, you don't have to do that here. We don't want your things. We want you here. And I was like, all right. Mm. All right, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Liz, you think you woke. You better you better open your eyes and really receive what's coming towards you. Oh. Hey, welcome, welcome, sister. Welcome home, Mama Africa. Welcome home. All the time. It was just the If I heard that, I don't know if I would want to leave. Welcome I, home. Welcome home. In Morocco, in Senegal, women walking up and one woman looked looked just like my mom and then <gasps> and she came up and grabbed my face and said you are Moroccan in French. 
you are Moroccan, tu es Moroccan. And I was like, oh, je désolé, je suis l'américain. Like, <laughs> and she said, no, you are Moroccan. You weren't born here, but you are Moroccan. And I was like, I didn't cry the entire time I was there. And the minute I landed in Spain, I woke up the next morning and literally I woke up Salisha and my eyes just poured out from that entire experience. It was so um, it, it made me more buoyant, you know? Yes. It, it buoyed me up. Just who we are and who we can be for one another is we should be able to recognize within each other. And Africa reminded me of that. I... <laughs> I'm like, to say I want to go is such an understatement, but also like, I don't even know where to begin. Oh my God. Like, do I just pick a country? Do I pick an Airbnb? Are there huts on Airbnb? I don't even know. Like, how do I have no idea. They're not on Groupon. Go to Africa. Like, <laughs> I don't. When you're ready, just say so. If it's Senegal or Morocco, now we have family there. I kid you not. That is wild. Like, it, it's that wild. It's that wild. Oh my God. The, okay. Here's the thing. I have asked you zero questions from my list of questions. <laughs> oh no. Are you kidding? I, so we, we are past time. I not, well, asked you like one question about 1776. <laughs> like, you, uh, did, you did ask me. You did ask one question about 1776. Literally one, maybe. <laughs> like, Don, you are so just like a wealth of like you remind me of what matters you feel like you remind me of humanity of love of home mm. of possibilities you are resilience you are love like and i there is so many other things to talk about oh like Felicia there's so many other things it doesn't have to be on the podcast but I will come back but we need to get together too. but like we need to actually just go get coffee just, like, and I think it's it's got to be like a couch date I don't know if it could be coffee because they maybe it's a wine night that, in that's one of exactly our homes what it is. <laughs> I'll kick Andrew out for the evening or I'll come to you like let's done. freaking go like we'll order some food done and done and reciprocity um what everything that you have just said is that what I experience with you and I'll also throw in the word healer mm. healer because of the nature of how black hair has been perceived and the messages that women black women have heard um your podcast your voice on this matter your actions with your own hair is so significant in the journey that we have to walk in 
It's so important to hear, be seen, and understand the significance and necessity of us being able to show our crowns and share our crowns. So I'm grateful for you. Grateful, so grateful. Oh my God. I love you so much. I love you. Um, how can people find you or follow you? So I'm uh, Dawn LT, Dawn Lit, Dawn LT on Instagram, on IG. Um, I have a website that <laughs> I need to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to I need to love on that. I really do. The pandemic, <laughs> the pandemic took me out. So um, I'll jump back on that. But Dawn LT is really where you can find me and Dawn L Troop on Facebook. For all you old, old folks, Facebook. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm not on the Twitter, uh, the tweets. Me neither. Yeah. I'm an asshole on Twitter. I was like, (laughs) literally, I'm like, I know Twitter is an asshole on Twitter, but like. Yeah, Yeah, no thanks. It's not for me. And I'm glad because now, well. Yeah, no, 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 I feel that. Okay, Um, I love you so much. If y'all are listening, this is Dawn Troop, y'all. She is in 1776 until January 8th in New York City on 42nd Street at American Airlines Theater on Broadway. On Broadway. You magnificent being, I love you dearly. Ah, I love you so much. Give my love to Andrew as well. I will. (laughs) Bye, my love. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you (laughs) shout out to wilton music for producing my theme song love cod shout out to colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes and shout out to you for listening y'all my heart is so big and i feel so grateful (laughs) thank you for listening to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas see you next week Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.